step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Just a couple of guys having civilized conversations about some rather uncivilized topics. Come along as we try to determine who the real racists are. So join us, and you be the judge. This is He's Racist. I'm not. Good evening, and welcome to He's Racist. I'm not. Where something, 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 some stuff. Yeah, we're back. A little bit of a hiatus. We apologize. Uh, real life got in the way of our recording. Uh, quite frankly, if you were paying us more or anything, we'd probably make it more of a priority. Joining me, as always, is the ever so awesome Malik. How are you tonight, sir? I am doing well just i don't know i can't wait for 2022 to be over i almost wrote already yeah it's only march i mean it's a good thing i i mean it's i'm busy and it's good it's just i'm busy and i'm busy those of you know like i'm I'm on youtube and uh through that you know i've done i do other stuff i sell i i do uh videos on amazon as well and he's also a male prostitute yeah see you know i don't know what it is i thought christmas i got a lot of stuff nope I think every week someone emails me to review a product and, you know, I won't put it on my channel just because it's, it's, I make them pay and nobody wants to pay, but I'm like, I'll do it for free on Amazon. Cause I only, I, I like half-ass the videos and like literally every week I get, and a lot of the companies send me the same stuff. So, you know, I've, I've got to get you a drone. I have drones. I have jump starters. I just got a conference call, little mini setup. I think right now I have a, like a leveler, you know, when you like, like hang a picture, I got a really yeah. nice one. It's like a three, four green beam level. I was like, oh, it's amazing. I've always wanted one, <laughs> but I've never spent like $300 for it. I got one for right. free now. And then I got another drone that I'm actually going to keep because it has a really nice camera that I can use for video. The other two I Wait, had. Is this a third one? Yeah, I'm on three now. Okay. I'm getting another RC car. So that's like the fifth one my son has. This is like a monster truck. So this one's actually, I think he's going to be happy about that one. He can destroy things. I got a mic. Um, I'm just looking what's on my floor right now. But yeah, I just have so much shit. <laughs> I got to start doing that stuff, man, just for the freebies. Yeah, it's just once you start, I think you get just put on a list in Asia and they just keep emailing you. <laughs> I got a dog collar coming now. Um, that so I none of it's do. actually quality stuff. It's all Chinese, but still, no. it's free. No, 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 no. I'm, no, actually, um, the only thing that was crap was the, the most recent jump starter. Like it wouldn't jump shit. Um, you can use it like a, a battery bank, but that was about all I use it for. But everything else I have. Your lawnmower if you need it. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten the. I've gotten a uh, um, electric lawnmower that we use because it's like it's like weighs like as much as paper instead of breaking out the gas one. Oh yeah, so much free stuff now that it's it's so nice. I've got I have so many security cameras now, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh I've been busy with that and like I said I want to make my course which I haven't even started because I was trying to figure figure up some other videos I had for a client which should be done next week. But yeah, I've just it's been crazy is to sum it up. And I just wanted to slow down. That's why we, that's some of the reason why we didn't do the, the podcast is because um, I had a big project to do. And, you know, since I have a village, this is the only time that I have to do it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to tangent no, off fine, like that. Fine. Hey, so speaking of security cameras, my, so my current security system, who I have through ADT, I've got two cameras, one on the front of the house and one on the back of the house. Um, the one in the front of the house, you know, it goes one direction. It's on the corner and it, it hits my front door. Um, the one in the back of the house goes down at the opposite angle and hits my back door. So it's great. So we were on vacation when I would normally take down my Christmas lights this year. So they, they stayed up a while longer. Um, in fact, I just went out last weekend to finish taking my Christmas lights off the bush. I, I, I took like the big stuff down so you couldn't actually see it, but there was still some strings on the bushes. So I'm taking the, the strings off the bushes and some little shit actually came up and cut through, like right through the middle of one of my strings of Christmas lights. My neighbor happened to be outdoors at the same time doing work. And I'm like, dude, you, you believe this shit? And he's like, yeah, the same thing happened to us last year. And he, he said they, they actually know 
Like they case the place so they know where the cameras are. So you're not going to catch them on any cameras. I'm now, we, we were already talking about it. Cause we're like, we, our first security system we had through Cox and we weren't happy with that. We have a one now through ADT. We're not real happy with that. So I'm looking at, um, I got a, I got a ring doorbell for Christmas. I put that in and I started looking at their security system. So I think I'm going to install my own ring security system. Oh, I got and, one of those uh, too. And put a couple of different cameras on the front. So I get the whole front yard for next year. But yeah, I was pissed. Like what the, who, like who does that? And then I thought like, oh yeah, that's something I absolutely would have done when I was a teenager. Hooligan. Yeah. A little bit of a hooligan. But anyways, personal lives aside, we are back and we are here to bring you the big important news. I think we got some awesome news. I think we got some good stuff this week. Besides one of your articles. No, I think all of my articles are amazing, especially one. There's one that really is going to be important to a lot of people in the South. Bullshit. So, so let's get started. We got a couple of quickies here. I don't want to spend too much time on them. Uh, The first one is NASA gives employees options to choose preferred gender pronouns in email communications. So I know this is something that everyone was waiting for and now it's finally here. Uh, The nation's civil space program, whose stated purpose is to develop and fund space technologies that will enable future exploration and benefit life on Earth, said in a press release Thursday that it had completed an IT project at its Goddard Space Flight Center that would give employees the option to share their preferred pronouns in official emails. Um, So, yeah, so that's 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 great. I think it's really great. I think it's super inclusive and I I think it's uh, it's going to make a lot of people happy. So, um. And on that note, there's several tweets, uh, one by Libby Emons, who is a uh, post-millennials editor-in-chief. She said, you have one job, NASA. It's space exploration. Pronouns are irrelevant. So she really kind of hit it there. I mean, maybe- Cody they- Daraspina, who's a Newsmax senior editor, said, it would be great if you were committed to being an innovative first-rate space agency again and not a bureaucratic money pit. But please keep worrying about pronouns. I mean, you don't know. Maybe they have a very large transgender community or something. I can't think of a single time in my entire professional career where I looked for anybody's pronouns or title or anything on their email. In fact, people, this was a big joke. My last company, um, they, they were very heavy on certifications, getting technical certifications. And um, we would we would see these people who would have all of these certifications and they would put all of their badges on their email signatures and we would just make fun of them endlessly because it's like, hi, my name is Steve. Look at my big dick. And nobody cared. Uh, we have a few people that I know that use that in their their email at work. Yeah, I actually I specifically avoid any um, any agencies or organizations that that like display their pronouns because to me that just says you're an idiot and I don't want to have anything to do with you. So kind. I actually kind of a a weird fact. I really enjoy watching um, old video games, having speed runs done. And one of the biggest YouTube channels that does that, it's actually called games done quick. And they recently within the last year or two, they started um, all of their broadcasters and their players. They put their pronouns after their name on screen and I stopped watching them because I just can't be involved with that. At least you stick to your guns. We appreciate that here. I do. I do. Actually, one thing I did want to ask you as we were going through this one, do you think that we really even have a need for NASA anymore when we've got like Jeff Bezos and um, Elon Musk? And people like, like, I guess NASA was a great idea when it was first conceived because the only people that really had enough money to fund something like that was the government. But now that's obviously not the case. I mean, besides, I mean, I don't know how often we go to the moon or anything now, but I mean, they are still a monitoring system. So, you know, when, when, what is it, uh, Armageddon happens and this big asteroid comes, at least we'll know about it beforehand. Yeah, but... If something like that did happen, or if there was another space race and it's like, okay, who's going to get to the moon first? Do you think it's going to be the USA, China, Russia, or SpaceX? SpaceX. Honestly, my money's on SpaceX. Even if like China, Russia, and the US combined all their resources. Because I think at this point, nobody cares. Like, I don't know, for whatever reason, everybody wanted to see who had the bigger penis back in the day, but I don't think anybody cares about that. Um, It's all about, you know, stealing everyone's oil. Yeah, I just I think NASA is kind of like the U.S. Postal Service. It's an antiquated organization that just needs to go away. Yeah, just, I just um, next on the list. I thought this one would interest you, since you have younger children. Uh, California authorities raid preschool locations, privately interview young children over mask policy without parental consent. 
So Fox News reported that authorities from the California Department of Social Services went to all three locations of Aspen Leaf Preschool in January after getting a complaint that the school was not enforcing the state's mask rules per the CDSS's response to a complaint by one of the preschool's owners, Howard Wu. Um, yeah, so the, the school explained, um, every family we heard from after the inspections were furious about the interviews. We were open the whole pandemic about not masking children and the reasons why. The policy was on our website. Put simply, the mask guidance says children cannot wear, cannot mask when eating and sleeping. In full day childcare, that's three hours. So masking at other times offers no health benefit. All the families, except one in January, supported the policy. They're probably the ones that reported it. The part that I didn't un understand, they kind of explained in the article, was whoever authority commission came in and said, you know, do the kids wear masks? The school said no. All right, well, we need to go in and check. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he told why? you why he told you they're not wearing masks. So it's not like he lied. Yeah, I obviously don't have any children this age anymore. But dude, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed too. Like, I, like you don't go in and talk to harass my kid. And they said what as young as like two or something like that. Like they were pretty young uh, kids. Young, yeah, as young as two or three. Yeah, like nah, nah. It's like first of all, you're not going to get useful information out of them. I just really like, want to know what that was like. Like, like who's going to take that to court? Yes, we have, uh, we have confirmed testimony from this three-year-old child that from such and such a date and time, they weren't wearing a mask. But dude, the, shut up. Seriously? The principal said, yes, we don't wear, I don't know why you have to get proof when they admit yeah, exactly. to it. Exactly. That was the only thing that just, it was just a waste of taxpayer money, but eh, sure. Yes, I shot and killed this person. Well, we're not sure about that. We're going to have to get more evidence. <laughs> Dude, shut up. California is such a train wreck, man. So I kind of didn't understand this next article, so I'm going to have some questions. Uh, yeah, that's fine. And I, I didn't figure you would. I figured I'd have to explain this one. Um, this, is our, this is our last quickie, and then we got one update. Uh, so Ukrainian-born NHL agent says clients are wrongly being targeted amid Russia-Ukraine war. They want peace. Uh, so Dan, Dan Milstein, who represents most of the NHL's Russian born players told Fox news digital in a phone interview that several of his clients have been targeted since the attack on Ukraine began. He explained that while they don't support the war, many of them can't speak out on it because of fear of retribution. There there's tons more to this article. They go into naming, um, several players. That was one of the things that brought it to my attention. Cause you know, I'm a Tampa Bay lightning guy. And they named specifically Nikita Kucherov and um, Andre Vasilevsky, who are uh, both Russian-born players. So he, here's the thing: like we we're and we're going to talk more about this as the night goes on a little bit. But everybody knows what's going on in Ukraine right now with Russia. Um, everybody knows that Putin's a psychopath at this point. It seems like nobody really knows why. Like, yeah, it's it's he's going to gain a, a fairly, you know not insignificant amount of resources if he is able to take over the Ukraine. But it just, it, aside from the fact that he's not scared of Sleepy Joe at all, he's not, he's not afraid of any sort of retribution. This just doesn't seem like a very smart move on his point. Uh, having said that, it is an atrocity, but I guarantee you the vast majority of any Russians that, or Ukrainians that you will meet in America, like they're not for this. They're just as against it as we are. But especially when you're talking about like pro athletes, and I'm specifically mentioning hockey because I can't really think of any other pro sport in America that's going to have Russians or Ukrainians in it. Um, don't attack these guys. They probably still live in Russia. They still have family in Russia. They can't speak out against Putin because they, it's not like America where, you know, Malik and I can get on here and we can dog Joe Biden all we want. Nobody's going to come to our houses and take us in the middle of the night. That kind of shit still happens other places, especially when you're talking about Russia. So don't, don't dog on these people. Don't threaten these people and say, oh, why aren't you more vocal against it? Like they literally can't be. So, you know, give, give them a break. So I was going to talk about this in your other article, but since you kind of brought it up, I wanted to speak on it. The one thing that I don't understand, I, well, I understand, but like all these sanctions that we're doing, you know, you know, McDonald's is backing out and all these other companies aren't going to do anything. And blah, blah, blah to Russia. Yeah, you're going to hurt the government, but aren't you really just hurting the people? And that's, that's the problem I have. Not everybody is for this war. So when you start saying like, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. I mean, I'm sure Putin still gets all of his McDonald's that he wants, you know, it's sarcastically, but 
like all this stuff though, you know, all these companies are saying we're not going to do business, but you're hurting the people over there because if you don't do business with them, they can't work. No. And I, I think the, I think the hope with things like that, especially someone like McDonald's, uh, what are some of the other ones like Netflix? Yeah. Um, CNN. I think the hope is more that the people will eventually rise up. I mean, that's the only thing I could see it is because like you said, other than that, and maybe, maybe stopping some of the income, I, I just don't see where it's really hurting the government and Putin so much as it's hurting the citizenry. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm all for stopping the war. I just don't think, you know, all, all, all these sanctions is working or will help. It'll just hurt right. the people there that, you know, already hate America and the rest of the world. <laughs> right. So. Like, uh, we're, we're popular enough as it is all over the world, man. Just give them one more reason. So that's my two cents. Yeah. Anyway, that, that, that was pretty much that. Like, look, like if there, if, if you know a Russian person that's living in America, they probably left Russia for the same reasons that we're pissed at Russia right now. So don't hate on them just because of where they were born. Oh, and finally we have an update that's so glorious. We have the sentencing that I all have been waiting for. Juicy smoothie. Just bringing another black man down. Juicy smoothie. Oh, poor guy. He was finally sentenced on Thursday to 150 days in jail, along with 30 months of probation and somewhere in the neighborhood of $150,000 in fine. It's like 120 in restitution and $25,000 in fines. I'm so happy we can put this one to bed. I never want to talk about Juicy Smoothie again. Do you think he got enough of a punishment? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, all things considered. Um, I don't know if you looked at both of the articles I put in. I put them in for, for different reasons. Uh, the first one, the, the first one, the headline is Juicy Ju Juicy Smoothie was late to his own sentencing and his bodyguards manhandled a reporter on the way in. I don't know if you watched the video or not. There really wasn't any manhandling going on. And these reporters were being fairly aggressive with him, like getting right in his face. So and it looks like the bodyguard barely touched the reporter that went sprawling. Like, seriously, man, shut up. Just get, get out of the dude's face. Like, yes, he's an idiot. Yes, I've made fun of him constantly for the last two years or whatever it is. But it's over with. Leave him alone now. <clears throat> well, the two things, um, this whole Black Panther fist pump was unnecessary, but you know, whatever. Who came to his aid? Because apparently he, he got a lighter sentence because of all these people spoke in his behalf. I mean, I guess, but he lied. It wasn't like he's innocent, even though he still yeah. claims he is. I mean, yeah, yeah, but eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be going. I'd be the one like, eh, you know, he's a good guy. I don't know. Yeah. And he, he's still proclaiming his innocence loud and proud for anyone that wants to listen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he's very innocent in his head. Um, I'm trying to find it. On this second article, I think it was like three years, like three years was the maximum. It's like six, 60 days in jail was the minimum and three years in jail was the maximum or something. So he got, he got a fairly light sense. He's going to do about five months in jail, which I'm sure he'll probably get out early on good behavior. And then he's got less than three years of probation. Now that may seem like a lot. But here's the thing. He he's allowed to travel still. He's allowed to do call-in reporting. He this really isn't going to affect his life at all. What is going to affect his life is this whole freaking circus and his lies because I think it's I mean, we've talked about it before. He's kind of a B-rate actor anyways. So I think finding work is going to be quite difficult for this guy. Yeah, but something. I think the, I think the sentence is fine. I I honestly don't know if he's going to make it out of jail because I don't know if you saw his big statement before he left, like about, I'm not suicidal, so whatever happens to me, they did it. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. It seems to me like he's setting himself up to commit suicide and then have somebody else blamed. It seems kind of pointless if you're dead. Eh, yeah, but he, I mean, he's still trying to say that he was innocent and he was actually attacked. So I think the dude's got a couple screws, screws loose. I guess. Yeah. So anyway- I hope we're putting this one to bed. I hope that we don't have anything further to say about Juicy Smoothie anytime in the future. All right. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Dad who faced jail for going to son's game maskless wins court case plans further action. A father from Red Rochester, New York, who was arrested and charged with criminal trespassing in the spring of 2021 for refusing to wear a mask to his son's outdoor baseball game while also social distancing has been cleared by a judge. So apparently... Um, he was at his son's baseball game. 
uh, a security guard came up to him and asked him to put on his mask. He said no, because, you know, there was a sign that said, as long as you social distance, you don't have to wear a mask. They wanted him to wear one anyone's. He refused, so he got arrested. And he said, fuck no. <laughs> so now he's, everything's been settled, and now he wants an apology and some people fired from the school district. So mm. we'll see what happens. I don't think anyone's going to apologize. Definitely won't resign. So a couple things in this one that I don't know if you caught. So one, the guy's a lawyer. I don't know that Rochester, New York is the largest community. I'm guessing that's probably not. The other thing is the security guard that originally approached him. It says the, the security guard employed by Iron Decoy, Iron Decoy Chief of Police, Alan Laird's private security company. So the chief of police in this town also owns the security firm that the security guards work for. I'm wondering if maybe there wasn't something else going on here. <clears throat> it doesn't say what type of lawyer this guy is. He could be a criminal defense lawyer. He could be someone that's gotten some bad guys back on the streets and he's not the most popular person with the police. But I really think there's more going on here because they said that there's, you know, there's signs at the stadium that says that masks are optional as long as you're social distancing. And it sounds like he wasn't even in the stands. It sounds like he was out in the field somewhere, just standing and watching the game from a distance when he was approached. Yeah. So I'm calling conspiracy theory on this one. Yeah, I didn't catch that one, but I know um, what they're they might ban him from seeing his uh, son's graduation. Yeah, they're be trying to ban him grants. from all school property. So this will be an interesting one if uh, if they take it further. Yeah, he's he's basically saying that he. He's going to he's going to resue them as soon as this all the the criminal case is wrapped up. He's going to sue the district, but he doesn't want their money. He wants a public apology, and he wants several people fired. But if he doesn't get that, he's going after the money. So that sounds like a typical lawyer to me. I'm really curious to know who it is that he wants fired. But I would I would put money on the fact that that chief of police is one of the people he wants fired. Yeah, that's be an interesting one. Yeah, kind of want to know how this unfolds. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to chase this one for a while. Oh, next. She dedicated her career to curing HIV. Now she's been canceled for wearing a Michael Jackson costume 13 years ago. Uh, Julie Overbaugh was forced out of her leadership position at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research, Research Center and resigned from her faculty affiliate positions that the university at the University of Washington School of Medicine over the photo. The college fix reported. A picture of the 13-year-old incident in which she is accused of wearing blackface has pr prompted peers to accuse her of racism, despite the fact that her research is focused on aiding Africans for the last three decades. Um, so apparently this was at a from a Halloween party in 2009, and the theme of the party was Thriller, um, named after Jackson's famous album. Other years saw the members of the lab dressed dress as emojis or fish. Uh, they've since removed the incriminatory photo from their website i must first preface because i know you're probably going to say it blackface has always been racist so the only people that didn't know were your caucasian brothers and sisters but with that I, said with that said no she should not lose her job or anything like that just a quick apology like it should have been a footnote hey what's all this oh you know had a little party back you know didn't really mean it my bad okay end of story and that's what it should have been on that one thing I do take issue with in this article, this is a comment from the the lady Overbaugh. She released a statement regarding the situation and said, I did not know the association of this with blackface at the time in 2009, but understand the offense that is associated with this now. She said, according to the fix, I have apologized for this both publicly and privately and beyond that, I have no further comments. Um, no. In 2009, you knew that blackface wasn't okay. You know how I know that? Because sometime back in the mid '80s, I knew blackface wasn't okay, and I was in like middle school. So, I did not expect that from you. I'm sorry. In 2009, you knew blackface was not okay. If you want to put on the entire rest of the costume, and I, I think it's funnier if you put on the rest of the costume and you leave your face completely white and do the white Michael Jackson. I think that's even better. I've seen people do that, but no, you you don't. No, you don't do blackface. Or you get a mask like the. You know, like if I want to be Bill Clinton, I'd have the Bill Clinton mask. Right, exactly. Um, there were some interesting points brought up, though. This was from um, Jesse Single, who I forgot who that is, but she's some advocate in here for her. Anyway, she says, just to situate everyone, the event in question happened several years before the most recent instance of 30 Rock airing blackface-oriented comedy to tens of millions of people. 
What she did was a bad idea, but at the time was obviously not seen as too risky, even for network TV. Uh, they also add as a note on the end here, it should be noted that former Virginia governor, Ralph Northam, a Democrat was able to keep his job and keep his status in political circles. Even after it was discovered, he appeared in blackface or a KKK hood while in medical school. Uh, Northam also admitted to darkening his face once for a Michael Jackson costume. So like I said, I did some pretty messed up stuff when I was young. So, you know, I, I, I don't think it's fair to judge a person now for what they did then, but you know, an apology. I don't see that to be out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. That, like she said, she's, she's apologized publicly and privately. So why not? And I'm sure a lot of this is because it's in Washington state, which we know is like, you know, Washington, Oregon, and California. Forget about it, man. Like I can't wait till they fall off into the sea after the big earthquake, but <laughs> you're, you're not going to get a fair shake up there as any sort of uh, anything other than Antifa. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty special out there. Yeah. Sherry Pepin, Pepin, arrested, Panini, yeah. arrested for allegedly faking 2016 kidnapping to live with ex-boyfriend in SoCal. I'm not really a big hot story here. You know, it's it's not like the first time a white person has blamed someone for <clears throat> something that didn't really happen. But I guess my biggest issue with this was one: your women are crazy. So she, oh, like your women are any less crazy? Eh, 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 let's not point fingers. We're talking They're about this article. Differently crazy. We're talking ahead. about this article, please. <laughs> um, yes, but there's some craziness going on. Uh, so this woman, she she looks like she's in what? Oh, she, I thought she was in like her 30s. She's 39, uh, young, early 30s. She looks a lot younger. Um, just wanted to hang out with her ex-boyfriend. She was married. So she she faked that she was kidnapped. She And then she came back a couple weeks later. I think this is like three weeks later. And she was all bruised up. Did it all to herself. Um, and yeah, the police found out it was all fake and she blamed two Hispanic women. You did. That's the only problem I have is why, why does it always have to be, why can't it just be some white man, a white woman kidnapped me? It always has to be black or. Well, yeah. because it's California. Hispanics are the easy target. Wow. Wow. I'm just being honest. True. Just like why? I I'm mean, not, I mean, I'm not being racist in this particular situation. I'm being honest. So, and, and some of this is. I don't have the statistics, so I apologize, but I know I read like in some statistics where minorities don't really do this kind of stuff. Like if we do it, it's for money, it's for this, like, but you no, know, they just walk right up and shoot you and stab your wallet. Yeah. Steal your wallet. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to deny that, but it's just like, you know, well, when we talked about, you know, this, the black man, you know, stole somebody's kid. Most people don't do that co no. uh, of color. So it's just kind of like, eh, you know. Now, I don't, I don't remember if I talked about this on here or not, but for whatever reason, I went down this really long rabbit trail on Wikipedia of serial killers and almost U.S. serial killers specifically. Almost every serial killer of note in the United States is white. Vast majority of them are men, some are female, but overwhelmingly, like high 90 percentile are all white. Like that and kidnappings is the same way. Like that's, that's, that's our playground. So honestly, if you want, like if she wanted to get away with it, she probably should have just blamed the ex-boyfriend unless you wanted to keep him as a booty call for later on. Yeah. Cause then he would just say, well, she was with me. And then, well, yeah, of course she was. <laughs> right. But then you get the, uh, you get the whole, we have to believe the woman and she had bruises and she had chains on her. So, you know, he'd have been in jail, but I feel bad for the husband. Cause I'm sure he supported her. You know, he, I mean, saw like the, oh, yeah. the original interview where he was tearing up when she was gone. And then to find out you left for your ex-boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and they said there was, there was another guy too. There was like another dude that she had had an affair in or, or affair with. Um, oh yeah. It says here, they also cleared a Detroit man. They said Papini had texted and planned to meet shortly before her disappearance. He was in California at the time of her disappearance, but told investigators they never met, though they had spent a weekend together in 2011. And we don't know if that was before she was married or not, but still. Yeah. yeah. So this is all white trash people being white trash. I would have sued her. And I hate to say that, but they said like the husband works at Best Buy and the wife was a stay at home. And so they probably lived in a trailer on the beach. And but she looks so young. I didn't see her. Was that in the video? She's like a blonde. I thought she was like 25. I, I, I guess I just whizzed past her age. 39. Damn. Okay. I Okay. So yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Blonde. Yeah. 
So that was 2016, which is six years ago now. So that photo was probably before that. So she probably was early 30s, late 20s, early 30s in that photo. Okay. Well, now she'll she'll be in jail for most of her 40s. Bitches be crazy. (laughs) That with that fake blonde hair. Here, here's one thing. Here's a hint for all of you out there. Little piece of advice from Remy to you. If you meet a chick with bleach blonde hair, run the other way as fast as you can. Do not get involved with that. See, that's why I married a brunette. I don't care how hot she is. Get away from it, dude. Well, Whitey then. Speaking of Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk pushes energy policy for U.S. that would negatively affect his own company. He says extraordinary times just demand extraordinary measures. Uh, billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk said late on Friday that he supports increasing domestic oil and gas drilling to offset energy problems that the U.S. is facing due to policies from the Biden administration and the war in Europe. Hate to say it, but we need to increase oil and gas output immediately. Extraordinary times demand extraordinary measures. Obviously, this would negatively affect Tesla, but sustainable energy solutions simply cannot react instantaneously to make up for Russian and oil gas, oil and gas ex- exports. Yeah, so anyone listening to this that's in the U.S. and probably anywhere else in the world, because I've talked to some people in the U.K. that have said the same things, uh, you've noticed that your, your, your bill at the gas pump has increased probably quite dramatically over the last week or two. And here we have a billionaire, self-made billionaire, who's giving us the solution that everyone's saying like, duh. So, yeah. We need to open our pipeline back up. We need to start producing our own oil again. And uh, we need to do it sooner rather than later because I was lucky enough to fill my gas tank just before gas skyrocketed, but just driving past the gas station now where it's like 4.15 a gallon, I don't even want to think what it's going to cost me next time. The thing I don't understand is every time this happens, I don't know why we refuse to open up our pipeline. I don't know why, but the big deal is, I mean, we clearly don't care about the environment, so it can't be that. Well, we pretend that we care about the environment. I don't know. I just, I mean, we have plenty of oil. I mean, I love the pictures that show the side by side of like an oil pipeline after that's been cleaned up compared to next to like a lithium mine. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, all of your electric cars run on lithium ion batteries and the lithium has to be mined and it creates quite the catastrophe in the earth to mine lithium. Lies. (laughs) Lies. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember? Uh, I was in. I think I was in Louisiana at the time. No, no, I wasn't. Um, when they had that uh, that uh, that pipe burst and all that oil was going into the the ocean for like day, like a month. Yeah. Yeah. So we had plenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just... Yeah, we have plenty. It's amazing when you think about how much oil we actually use. So this was saying in here, the Wall Street Journal reported that the U.S. imported approximately 672,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia. That's a lot of freaking barrels, man. But I'm pretty sure these are 55-gallon barrels. But the crazy part was uh, his aide or whatever said to, to kind of sidestep the conversation, well, it's only 10%. Right. But it's still, how much yeah. is 10%? Yeah. Because uh, they're like, are you financing the war? Well, it's only 10%. Per- they did, she didn't say no or yes. She just said no, it's dude, only 10%. Pisaki is the most useless piece of shit. She's, she, Biden, Harris, and Pisaki are the three most useless human beings in the entire galaxy. And you can't, you, you can't even look at me with a straight face and tell me that I'm wrong. I don't know why you keep bringing that up. I've already told you they're useless. I told you what their purpose was. They serve their purpose and they will be gone next election. Yeah. If we last that long. God, we lasted through Trump and Reagan and Nixon. We can last oh, through yeah. Biden. Trump, who was doing nothing but fixing the freaking economy. Trump, Reagan, Nixon. The only one you brought up is Trump and we survived all of them. So, yes, we will be fine. I, dude, I, I wasn't old enough during Reagan or Nixon to give you an honest opinion on those. Mm. Hell, I'll even take Bush Sr. back. Oh, he's dead now, isn't he? Never mind. Bush Sr., I, I, he wasn't as bad as I thought. Bush Jr. was useless. Ugh, let's not talk about him. <laughs> let's not talk about him. I may not have always agreed with Sr.'s policies, but he was a decent president, yes. Yeah, yeah. I still think that Trump would have been an amazing vice president if they took his social media away. It depends on who he was paired with. I would, I might be okay with that. Because Trump did have same some good points, but all his other stuff outweighed those to me. But yes, if he now, was, all, uh, 
all of Trump's economic policies were amazing and they did nothing but good for the country. The problem was it was his his personal persona and his social media activity and just him as a person so is I, what completely killed it for most people. And it's stupid. It shouldn't because what we should actually care about is what he's doing for the country economically. Like that's all I want a president for. Yeah, I, I but, agree. But he also let a lot of things slide that would affect my life. That's the problem that I had. I mean, I, he also... That's that's the issue that I had. He gave people a platform that otherwise most presidents, at least if they agreed, hit it. He openly embraced it. So he, and I don't think yeah. Trump was racist, but he did not. He encouraged his base who was. No, not all of his base. A lot of his base. Not even a lot of his base. We've talked about this. There's just as many racists on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. And they they show up differently. Unfortunately, they came out of the woodwork when Trump was president. No, I, I, I agree with you on how many. I, I don't agree with the, the problem is the platform. You know, you could say like Farrakhan and stuff like that, but he doesn't have a whole lot of clout in the U.S. The United no, he States wasn't president of the United States. Yes, that's my point. No, so I, the, I agree with you. But um, so. yeah. So but no, they'll be gone. I, I'm not going to vote for them um, unless... Unless it comes down to Trump and he doesn't have a very good vice president or something amazing. Um, but I probably will be re voting Republican. Let me, okay, so let me ask you this. Let me paint a scenario for you. Whether it's by his own decisions or not, Trump has been pretty much absent from most social media. Yeah. Right? If he stays that way and he comes back out and runs for re-election and he doesn't walk out immediately and make a complete ass out of himself, do you consider voting for Trump? If it seems like socially he's calmed down. Yes, that could be a possibility because I, I think right now he's still banned. I thought. I don't know if he is or not. I know that there's like any anytime I see someone post something about like a new social media that all the conservatives are flocking to, I download it and I set up an account just because I want to see what's going on there. And for the most part, they're pretty dead. You know, nobody's really using them. I don't think that it, until... Until like Twitter and Facebook start widespread banning conservatives, I don't think any of those will really pick up. Okay. But like if Trump is banned, he's not seeking one of those other outlets to resume his craziness because I look for it because I'm interested. So and we've discussed this before. I guess my fear is he hasn't changed. Um, and, and, and I'm not going to put this just on him. All politicians are shady and does some stuff. He just takes it to another level sometimes, I think, um, because he is gunning to win again by any means necessary. And it's blatant. <laughs> so yeah. that I don't care so much about because they all do it. I just want to know if he wins, is he going to be the same? That's my concern because yeah. no. And I don't think anybody wants that. Aside, aside from those extreme supporters, I don't think anybody wants that Trump. I know I don't. I mean, like, like January 6th, he kind of denounced that or kind of after the fact. And then um, COVID, you know, I think more once he got it. Um, but so like, he had glimpses. I'm like, oh, he's a real person. And I know. And like I said, I don't think he's racist. I think he's just playing to the crowd, which that frightens me a lot because the crowd that he's playing to or listens um, can do some dangerous stuff. Like if he's just claiming to conservatives, you know who want, um, you know, abortion gone and this, that's fine. That's, that's, that's fine. But when you openly let people, well, I'm not saying openly, but when you openly are kind of just nonchalantly say, you know, racisms or whatever's okay, then I get a little, little concerned. When did he ever say that? He didn't say it. He's, how can he I put it? He didn't insinuate it either. Uh, You're uh, just making shit up now. Uh, yeah, move along. Uh, You're uh, just uh, making shit up. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Black power. Mm. Obama never said black power. <laughs> it's because he wasn't really black. Wow. Wow. It's like he wasn't really American. <laughs> eh, see, that's, that's another Trumpy. I actually, I can't believe that that one has died. Really? I thought that one was going to go on forever. Why? I mean, now that he's not president, nobody cares if he's American or not. Eh, that's fair. I mean, so, I mean, was Obama, the, like, I, like I even admit, like, was Obama the greatest president? No, it just, he... He represented change, and that that's what a lot of people liked. Um, also, Obama was almost 100% Republican, if you look at a lot of his policies. Uh, but, you know, he represented change, and that was the biggest thing. It's just kind of like if a woman, when a woman wins, I think the first, the first woman that wins will mostly be because she's a woman. Sadly to say, no matter how good she is, it'll be because she's a woman. 
No, I don't. I don't know about that. I think if that was the case, Hillary would have been elected. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't. Think I, I think that when a clip. woman finally does win, it's going to be a woman that's act, that's going to have to come out and actually like just blow our freaking socks off with how good she is. Well, I I think the issue with her was yes, she was a woman, but she came with a lot of baggage. I know a lot of people. You know, people still a little kind of the Clinton Clinton name itself, Bill Clinton and his his extramarital affairs. People were very vocal about that, which I'm just like, you know, I don't care what he does with his penis. What is he doing with the country? Um, same with, same with, uh, Trump. I didn't care. He cheated on his wife, whatever. Um, yeah. So I just think she came with a lot of baggage. Um, but if there's, if someone new came out, I think they have a better chance. Like Ivanka tried to, she would never get it. I mean, she's a moron, but she would never get it because who she's associated with. But if we just see 2024, I, I know. I think she she has a chance. If she if she calms down a bit, I think she has a chance. I don't think she does. I think she I has think a she's chance. too stupid. I think there is a certain level of stupidity that we will overlook, but I think she is too stupid. See, you you judge the person when you need to judge the voters. Like okay, I don't think the voters are stupid enough. <laughs> see, I think we do because I mean we put Reagan in. He was an actor. He wasn't really a politician. I mean, Schwarzenegger, he wasn't a politician. He was an actor. So, and then maybe Jesse, was it Jesse Ventura? I think he might have been a decent politician, but still, um, yeah. I just, I don't think we're to that level of stupid yet. We may get there. So I just don't think we're there yet. People will put in entertaining people, and I think she's entertaining. Meh, meh. Now, and, and I'm not saying conservatives are going to vote for her. God, no. But remember, Trump did lose. So if she can rally enough of hmm, whoever, she has a chance. I think she would have to be going up against another Trump, though. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like a, a new election. Like if Biden made it eight years. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you had a com- basically what's completely fl- fresh election. You got a fresh Democrat ver- running against a fresh Republican. I don't think she's going to win that ever. I think in order for it to happen, you have to get another Republican back in office who's hated as much or more as Trump, and then possibly she could win. But she's still got to make it through the Democrats. And look at what we had this past election. You had a bunch of Democrats that were 100 times better than Joe Biden, but because he's the old white guy that plays the politics game, he's the one that got the nod. And that's why I said she needs to calm down. So she made her name for herself. You know, she's crazy, blah, blah, blah. She's out there. People know who she is. And then now when she starts making that run for president, she's going to, I, I believe she'll, she'll kind of ease back on some of that craziness and she will become a career politician. I think she has a chance. I, I think people will vote for her if she does, if she settles down and says the right thing. Eh, maybe we'll see. see. Cause yes, you're judging her. I judge the voters and <laughs> they're fair. pretty stupid. That's fair. All right, dude, we're running long. Come on, move on. I'm sorry. I haven't talked to you in a month. <laughs> Ohio passes bill eliminating required training permits for carry concealed weapons. I am terrified of this. So currently the law requires Ohioans Ohioans to go through eight hours of training and a background check to obtain a CCW conceal and carry permit. Uh, The Ohio General Assembly passed a bill on Wednesday that would allow anyone 21 or older to carry a gun without a permit as long as they lawfully possess it. The bill now goes to Governor DeWine and his desk and apparently he's a gun lover. So this speculation is there's very slim chance that this isn't going to make it. I don't know. I'm just a little afraid because there's a lot of stupid people with guns. It, so a couple of th- I don't think it'll get past DeWine. I don't think he's as Republican as you seem to think he is. I mean, I don't I think this, this, this was the speculation. That's what they, that's what I've been, I've read a couple of articles about this once I read it, once I found out about it. So, um, I, okay. So you have to have a background check to buy the gun. And I don't know if you know the answer to this. Did, did your wife ever get her CCW? Yeah. Does she have to do a different background check for the CCW? I don't know. I don't remember. You should find that out. Cause I'm, I'm curious, like what, like if you bought the gun, why do you have to go through another background check? Oh, I'm not even concerned about the background check. I mean, I am, but no, I, I know that stuff will still happen. I'm more concerned about idiots who don't know how to use them. I mean, well, yeah. And that, that's my biggest thing. Like it, it's not the background check part. I'm not worried about that because like it, you have to do the background check in order to buy the gun. It's more to me, the eight hours of being with someone who does this for a living and teaching you to do it safely. I don't understand what the thinking is behind getting rid of that. Cause that seems like a bad idea. Because I talked to, uh, to, to a guy at work who does this training and he's just like, oh, people are just always pointed a loaded weapon at somebody else. 
And it's like, you don't see anything wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so my, my son lives, who lives in Tennessee, they're a constitutional carry. So if they can, they can conceal carry anything they can buy. Okay. They don't have to have a, a CCW permit or anything like that. And I don't, I, I don't get that. Maybe, you know, Tennessee, because they get their first gun in the crib, <laughs> maybe they're just more used to it. I don't know. But, but yeah, like I remember going shooting with my wife one time, we went to some friends, uh, they had some property in Southern Ohio. And I remember having to like dive and grab the barrel of a shotgun as my wife just kind of like blindly swung in a circle. And that, that, that's who I'm thinking of like being able to conceal carry now without that eight hour safety training. <laughs> yeah. I remember in the military, like, you know, you always pointed down range and oh, if you didn't, you learned very quickly that you should. Right. And it's just, and you know, people don't know that they're just wailing this gun around. I'm like, no, point that thing down. So yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, surprisingly, I'm actually a hundred percent on your side with this one or just leave it loaded the whole time, you know, cause nothing yeah. bad ever happens because of with that. Yeah. That, um, one thing I I've been watching this guy on YouTube, uh, demolition ranch. Yeah. He does a lot. It's all gun stuff. Right. But he'll, he'll do things where he'll get an object and wants to see how, you know, what type of bullets it will stop. And I'm very super impressed. He's ex-military and most of the people he has on his channel are ex-military, but I'm super impressed with like his gun and trigger safety overall, like his finger, you know, finger is nowhere near the trigger until he's ready to pull it. When he's testing, like he puts a single round in the gun, tests that round, clears the gun, and then goes and checks out what the damage is. Like, even if he's going to test that same gun again on the next shot, he still doesn't put in more rounds than he's going to shoot before he puts the gun down and walks down range to look at the target. Mm, but that's stuff that people don't, people don't think of. It's like, oh, I'll just put all the bullets in here and shoot a couple and walk around and point it at everybody. I mean, I just, I just think about it, you know, with even just knife safety. And I, I learned this, you never hand the blade to someone. You always hand them the handle. I can't right. count how many times to do that. I'm like, no, you need to turn that around and give me the handle. I will always tell people that. And yeah. it's just, you know, if people can't do that, no, I don't want to trust them with a the gun. <laughs> so, yes, I'm totally against this. And I pray that DeWine doesn't do it, but that's just what they speculate that he will. Oh, here we are. It is the best story <sighs> ever. I did a little more research on this, so I'm not as worried yet. Yet. <laughs> Headline, giant spiders expected to drop from the sky across the East Coast this spring. An invasive, an invasive species of... Take two. An invasive species of spider the size of a child's hand is expected to colonize the entire East Coast this spring by parachuting down from the sky, researchers at the University of Georgia announced last week. Why it matters... Large Joro spiders, millions of them are expected to begin ballooning up and down the East Coast as early as May. Researchers have determined that the spiders can tolerate cold, cold weather, but are harmless to humans as their fangs are too small to break human skin. So I have a couple of questions about this. Now, I've seen something like this before when I lived um, at an old house. They were a little smaller, but um, I don't know. One, is this kind of like the murder hornets? You know, whatever. Uh, why have I never heard these before? If there's millions of them, um, I don't know, dude. And then they talk about the East coast. Well, we're not technically the East coast, so it may take a little time to get here. I'm not saying it's going to take another 10 years, but I don't think it's going to be here next year. And then the whole, you know, falling from the sky, that's when they're babies. So yes, I did read up on this. This is a concern. Yeah, they, they said, honestly, the, the biggest threat is going to be like Georgia, which is weird because that's like right in the middle of the South. Like why not Florida and the Carolinas? But, but I guess I don't um, understand why if they're not, they're impervious to the cold. Why did it take 10 years for them to get up here? And now all of a sudden in a year, they'll be here. Well, here's my question. Where are they ballooning down from? <laughs> I don't know. Like the closest next stop is Africa. <laughs> You telling me they're ballooning thousands of miles across the Atlantic just to get to Georgia? I'm just very confused. It just it seems kind of crazy. And they say that they got here on cargo ships. Well, if they got here on cargo ships, how are they not already here? Why are they going to be ballooning down out of the sky? So just like that, I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure I'll see some, but I mean, the way they talk about it, It'll be like the locuses. It'll just be covered. Like, ah. I, I mean, I don't know if you will. I mean, we're pretty far north and we're pretty far inland. 
Yeah. So, and they said brief cold. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what a brief cold brief is. Cold in Ohio, dude. <laughs> so, so I'm just very curious. So, yeah, will we see them eventually? Maybe some, but I'm not you, worried this summer. You know, I just put this one in here for you. And just the thought of your face, if you saw like spiders just like falling from the sky on their web balloons. Oh, don't you worry. The wife <laughs> gave me a whole like half an hour, like, oh, I can't believe it. You're going to be, you're going to be in trouble. They're coming. The tarantulas. I'm like, really? You know, what if I was just like the rapists are coming? <laughs> like, do I really want to hear this? <laughs> They're coming after you. <laughs> I'm glad you uh. find this so amusing. <laughs> So, I do. but I, but I have been thinking about it and I mean, they are big. So, you know, most spiders that get into my house have to like wiggle their way through something. That big yellow fat ass isn't getting through unless I let them in the front door. So at least they keep them outside. No, they come in as a baby and they hibernate and then they just come out when they're big. Shut up. Well, you'll be over here. So don't worry. That, one that guy is with, a big freaking spider, man. I'm, I'm actually surprised that their fangs aren't big enough to, to do anything to that us. One, that one picture where the guy has it in his hand, I'm like, you psycho. Yeah. Well, he's holding it by its back, so it can't get to him. Psycho. <laughs> I'm usually, I'm I'm better than I was when I was younger, as long as, you know, you stay where you are. But I love the people who are like, you know, just leave it alone, not doing anything to you. They'll just be back next year. Kill them all. Kill them all. <laughs> and he's like, you know, people with their saltwater guns, killing them. What are they doing to you? Kill them all. Kill them all. <laughs> so that's all I have to say. Like, I don't know. All these people, like they've done nothing to you. They can't harm you. Just brush them out of the way, kill them all. That, so my thing is, is that they kill the the bugs that actually irritate me and eat them. So that's why I don't mess with spiders as much as I can't. Like if they're in my house, yeah, I'll take them outside. Like I said, you know, if they're outside, I pretty much leave them alone. So when they come in my house is when death is upon them. That's fair. That's fair. Death or a plastic cup for your friend to come over and get them out of your house. Usually it's the spider vacuum. You're not always available. <laughs> Uh, but I have to say that Orkin has been a miracle worker because usually over the winter, I might see one, one or two. Haven't seen any. The summer has been a lot less, but I can't keep them out during the summer. So that's the only. Uh, but uh, but I, I but the, the guy is right. If you keep if you keep the other bugs out, the spiders won't come in because that's I, their food source. Yeah. So I've noticed that yeah. because um, I don't know if we talked about this, but it's harder to kill a spider because they don't rub up against the ground. So. Oh. So the, the poison? Yeah. So unless gotcha. they eat okay. something that's poisonous or the food isn't there for them to get, um, it's really hard to kill a spider. That's fair. So that's why if you've ever come to my house, which none of you will, I'll have, I have traps all over them, little sticky traps. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank you for being a good sport. Thank you for being a dick, you know. <laughs> Black Panther director Ryan Coogler speaks out after being mistakenly suspected of attempted robbery. So I have a lot of opinions about this because when the, when the news first talks about what happened, they make it sound very shady. So here's the story and I'll fill in some of the blanks that the news apparently likes to leave out. Ryan Coogler went to a bank, Bank of America, to take out $12,000 in cash. None of your business why he's taking out $12,000. It's his money. He can afford it. Don't question it. Um, he had a mask on because, you know, where he was, they were still masking. He had shades Oaken on. hookers. He had shades on and hey, it's his money. Um, and then he had a hoodie on, which a lot of people nowadays walk into the bank with shades, a hoodie and a mask. So it's not like he's a robber or can be considered a robber uh, on the on his deposit slip. Not a note as they keep talking a deposit slip. He put, can you be discreet about this? I want twelve thousand dollars. Can you count it somewhere else? End of story. The and I will admit the the teller is black or his. Hispanic, something minority. And apparently she felt kind of weird because he asked for 12,000 and the limit's 10. Um, he was suspicious because he had the note, um, all this other stuff. So they end up calling the police. The police was like, does he have a gun? No. Did you check his credentials? No. Um, well, why, why did he give you a note? He said he wanted to be discreet. Well, maybe he wants to be discreet. I don't know. I just felt a little weird. Well, we'll send somebody anyway. So she, this person and the manager instigated this. Even the police thought he was innocent. So yes, this is some BS, but apparently whatever Bank of America did made him happy. 
because he said, let it alone. He talked with them and he's all cool now. I want to know, this happened like four years ago. How is it that we're just now hearing about this? This was four years ago? Sure. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It says he was in Georgia working on the sequel to the 2018 blockbuster. Okay, never oh. mind. So, so it was it was probably recent. Yeah, I just... So I wanted to clear that up because the news makes it sound like it was a note. He was being really shady, all this other stuff. No, there was incompetence at play and it never should have happened. Like, because if they would have just matched up his ID and he gave a deposit slip, not some thief note that here, I want 20,000 in a bag. It was on a deposit slip with his ID that they never checked. And all they yeah, had to do was, all they had to do was say, can you take down your mask? Oh, your picture matches. Okay, we know who you are. And she admitted to the dispatcher she never did that. I think there was more incompetence on the bank's part, but I also think that there was some stupidity on his part. Why? Or what? what? We're wearing a hoodie in a bank. But the hoodie wasn't on. He didn't have it on oh, his head. It wasn't? No, he he just I'm just saying he had because people will bring that up. He had a hoodie, but it was on it was like I how I have it. I thought you said that the hood was up. No, okay. no, no. It was like how I have it just down. He had he had a hat. He, I think he had like a stocking cap or something. I mean, I always try to make myself look as unassuming as possible when I go into places like banks. It's just like force a habit um, just because, you know, you walk into a bank, there's like 200 cameras, right? And they're on the lookout for stuff like that. But it really, it doesn't sound like he really did anything wrong. It may have seemed a little shady at first, but if she actually read the note or did any of the things that you mentioned that she should have done, I don't see why this should have happened. And And some people speculate he may have been a little curt, so that could have happened because, I mean... If you think about it, you don't want to carry around. You want everyone knowing you're carrying around 12 grand in cash. And she right. kept asking, like, how would you want this? Blah, blah, blah. And he just said, can you read the note? Read the note. And <laughs> I can understand why he said that. Like, can you not tell everyone I have 12 grand in cash? Yeah, especially in Atlanta, <laughs> which is not necessarily known for being the safest place in the galaxy. I feel weird just taking out like $500. They're like, you want $500? Right? $100, $200. i am like, can we just keep Looking this around like, shut the fuck. Are you stupid? Can you just keep this between <laughs> us? <laughs> when I walk out of here, I don't have cameras or a security guard. Right. So, yeah, I, I totally understand. I would like to know what he was taking, trying to take out 12 grand for. And be business. Be, I mean, I asked, I'm like, really? What are you doing 12 grand for? Like, you can't write a check? Gotta have cash. Hookers and blow. Hookers and blow. Hey, but the, <laughs> his his withdrawal is not on trial here. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not our business. But yes, everyone is curious. What the hell you need 12 grand of cash for? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that, my first. Honestly, that, does, that, that didn't even phase me. Oh, that was my first because question. Because these, these people, like, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day when I was out in, in Vegas. One of the times I was out in Vegas. And uh, we were walking around, I think it was, I think we were walking around the casino at New York, New York, or maybe it was the Bellagio, I don't remember, but we, we were walking by the blackjack tables and there was a table that was like a hundred dollar limit or something. And all of a sudden, like all these people, like casino workers come over and they, they rope off this table and they start setting drinks out and get everything ready. And all of a sudden they, they put up a sign that it's like, now it's a $10,000 limit. And some really, some pretty high name celebrities came up and sat down at it. So like they're sitting at a table where you can, you can play $10,000 per hand. But That's I doubt the they brought in these people have, but I doubt they brought in cash. That's the thing. I'm sure it was just like a credit card or something. I'd be shocked if they just brought in like, eh, here's a hundred grand in cash. No, 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 no. But my point is they did have that money. So maybe he was going somewhere for a fancy dinner. I mean, dude, me and my wife, you know, we're not rich by any means, but we went out for like Valentine's dinner and dropped like $600. So, you know, and we're not Hollywood people. So who knows what he was doing? Could it have been hookers and blow? Maybe. It's Maybe just, he was just taking a bunch of people to a fancy club and buying a couple cases of Cristal and, you know. It's just rare this day and age that people use cash unless they're doing something they don't want anybody else to know. Yeah, that's true. That's so. true. Maybe he was just buying some sneakers off the back of a, a truck. Who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, his withdrawal isn't on trial here, but yeah, everyone wants, to, I want to know what the hell you spent 12 grand on. Right. <laughs> now, this definitely seems like it's, it was mostly due to the ineptness of the bank staff. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, when, when I heard the, the 911 call, I was just like, really? Even the police <laughs> thinks he's innocent. <laughs> 
Like, did you do anything that comes close to doing your job? No? Okay, we'll send somebody. So, that's all. But yeah, we can move on now, sir. All right, we are there. We have come to the end. We're at the feel-good story. Um, People are booking so many Airbnbs in Ukraine. They raised $2 million for hosts in need and never even check in. So from March 2nd to March 3rd, people from around the world booked 61,000 nights in Ukrainian cities via via Airbnb, likely not one ever planning to check in or reschedule. It's part of a, a creative social media campaign to channel funds into besieged cities where something like airdrops, airdrops or supply trucks can't reach. And it has seen $1.9 million raised for Ukrainians in just those 48 hours. In the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv, Vladimir Bondarenko had 10 people book into his room in a single day. He says, this was surprising. It's very supportive at the moment. I told many of my relatives and friends that I plan to use this money to help our people who need it at this time. Uh, Airbnb has said that it is offering temporary housing in neighboring countries up to up to 100,000 Ukrainians who are fleeing. It's also waiving guest and host fees in the country to support individuals donating. We are so humbled by the inspiring generosity of our community during this moment of crisis, said Haven Thorne, a company spokesperson. He asked those willing to help by hosting Ukrainians or donating to their efforts to visit Airbnb's website to find additional ways to support or information. Uh, One way anyone can help is by opening their home to Ukrainian refugees as an Airbnb host, for which the company will cover you with AirCover, a $1 million hosting hosting insurance policy. Airbnb also partners with nonprofits and charities to help contribute to the guest basic needs. Um, and it goes on and explains uh, a little more of this, but yeah, this, uh, we, we've talked about Ukraine a couple times on the show tonight, and this is just something that, you know, a creative way that people are trying to help out. Um, and I think it's cool as scary as it is to see some of the technology stuff going on where these technology companies are just shutting Russia off. makes you think like, Ooh, like what happens if we get out of line? Uh, this is an instance where a technology company is doing something that whatever they can to actually help out which I think is a really cool thing. I've a couple things to say, but the first one was about shutting things off. Yeah, I agree with you about technology, but it's also the government. I mean, Putin shut down Facebook. So it's just kind of like, eh, you know, China does it. Eh, we don't want we don't want Google here. Shut it down. Like that's concerning cuz we know about that. What is the stuff that we don't know? Um eh, fair point. I thought this was a really good article. I teared up a little bit like, "Oh, look at the world. It doesn't suck." <laughs> But no, then, it still sucks. But then I thought, oh, there's a way I could scam this. Because, you know, if you associate your name to anything, so I'll just put in, you know, Cleveland, Ohio, Ukraine, Village, Villa. Oh, you know how much money I'd make? People would have no clue. <laughs> it says Ukraine. There's, there's got to be safeguards against that. <laughs> oh, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how, um, how do you book a room, 10 people for the same day? Like, I, I don't know how that happens. Like, I, if one books, how can you book again? I'm very curious about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm assuming that he meant 10 people on the same day booked different nights. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought that I'm like. So like you can have 10 people all come on and book different nights, not the same day. I see. I see. No, yeah. I thought that was pretty creative though. You know, they're like little prisoners. We'll find a way. We will find a way. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And the company stepping up and saying they're not going to charge fees. I mean, essentially they're doing it for free, but it's free advertising though too. So. Oh yeah. Because the, you know, and this is like the, the selfish side of this, but people are going to remember that afterwards. They're going to be like, Oh, Airbnb. Remember how they helped out Ukraine? They're so great. I'm going to book through Airbnb because as much as like Airbnb is the one that everyone talks about, there are competitors out there. Yes. And they're all destroying our society, but yeah, who cares? Yeah, only if you use them. True, but I'm saying this is good PR for them because a lot of people don't realize, you know, um, they're driving up rates for rentals and everything else because, you know, nobody's actually renting anymore. They're Airbnb-ing every, Airbnb-ing everything. So a lot of the low-income houses and all that, the prices are going up and skyrocketing and blah, blah, blah. And- hey, you know what? Not my problem. Make more money, dude. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> uh, what's... Yeah, not to, because we're at the end, so I don't want to go off on too much of a rabbit trail, but we're, my wife and I are working through some financial stuff right now, doing a refinance of our house and everything. And just the, the way real estate values have skyrocketed, it's absolutely insane. 
my house has gained over 25% value over the last couple of years. Just selling and moving to an apartment. It's just huge. And and the problem is, you know, everyone says, oh, like now's the perfect time to sell. Well, no, because then what are you going to buy? Like, yes, I could sell my house for over $100,000 more than what I paid for it. But what am I going to then buy with that? So, yeah, unless you already have a house to move into or you're going to move into like a motor home, mobile home. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna- it's super- Dude, if, you, if you're one of these people that has a bunch of rental properties or something, now is the perfect time if you ever wanted to get out of it because you are going to make a huge pile of cash right now. You could just walk away from it. Never look back. Even still now, I mean, it's it's still going pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. So yeah. anyway, that was uh, real estate tips with Remy and Malik. Um, so that's it, folks. That's it for the week. Uh, you have anything else to add, sir? You suck. Thank you. So we are He's Racist, I'm Not. You can email us, as always, at He's Racist, I'm Not at gmail.com. You can find us on all the social media platforms. Just search for He's Racist, I'm Not on your Googles. Um, you could call us, but we don't have a phone number anymore, so don't do that. Uh, you can also check us out on, on Patreon. Throw us a couple bucks. That'd be, be kind of groovy. But anywho, for He's Racist, I'm Not, I'm Remy. Elite. And we are leaving. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.